the singing over and over again You have to make six figures and some change You gotta forget about the hurt and the pain What people say to you don't mean a thing You have to have thick skin in this business If you wanna be in it But the reason why I sing Is to bless my Jesus name This is why we sing Hello, 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 and welcome to the Linwood's Gospel Entertainment Podcast, where we talk to inspire. Please like, follow, comment, and subscribe, and you can download for free. So that way you will never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, inspiring, and encouraging show. My guest today is Dennis Turner of Dennis Turner and TNF, and he's going to tell us what that TNF is all about. His latest project is Why We Sing. So, Dennis, welcome. Just welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So, how are you doing today, and where are you today? I am doing fabulous. I am located in the great state of North Carolina right now, Greensboro, North Carolina. Like we said off mic, some of us, are, or some Southerners say North Carolina. Not North, but North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> I think I could learn to do that. So how did, you, how did you end up in North Carolina? Because that is not where you're originally from. Oh, true. That's, actually, my, my wife's job moved us here. My wife is a, uh, she's a DMP uh, practitioner. And her job, she actually, actually, she moved jobs. And the job was located in Greensboro. And so by educational trade, I, you know, I also was a teacher. So it's easier for me to move about the country as a teacher, as an educator. And so we moved here and it's, it's been great. Uh, it's a, a slower pace. We actually was in Miami for a brief stint before we, uh, moved here when we left mississippi you said your wife's a dmp what is that a doctorate of nurse practitioner oh okay i got i got a little cousin that does that basically a nurse practitioner with a doctorate degree and and then she has three endorsements she's uh endorsed in women's health uh, acute care and uh family a family practitioner oh okay because my little cousin they said that she was graduating with that degree i'm like what is that <laughs> Okay, I had I had not heard of that. I knew about the nurse practitioner, but the doctor of nurse practitioner, child, I had never heard of that. So, so thank you for clarifying that for me, so I know what my little cousin does now. Right. <laughs> now, you you're originally from uh, from Mississippi, the part that's in and around Memphis, right? That's correct. I am originally from Tunica, Mississippi, and, and, and it's interesting. Tunica, Mississippi was made national news uh, a while back, so that's why people probably wouldn't know about it. Other than the casinos, there was a the little little community called uh, Sugar Ditch that put Tunica on the map. You said Sugar um, Ditch? Sugar Ditch? Yes, right. Sugar Ditch. It, uh, it got national attention back in, I think it was 1985, as the poorest place in America. Mm, okay. Not good, but I do no, I, I do remember something about that. So, yeah, I do remember something about that. Mm, okay. So what was it like growing up in your household? Well, I am the youngest of 12. Um, so, you know, and, and, I, and I said that because that's actually where we live when we was born. We, we lived on this place called Sugar Ditch uh, when I was born. And I was the youngest of 12. I was born. 
going to older parents. My dad was actually 69 when I was born. My oh, mom was okay. 42. Hmm. Uh, being raised by older parents, um, where it was it was quite interesting. I dealt a lot with uh, my sibling, you know, as as the youngest, and, you know, it was quite quite interesting. Oh, so you you don't even have the words, do you? <laughs> it was quite it was quite uh, <laughs> interesting. It, it was a struggle. It was a struggle in the beginning. So were you the little one that they picked on, or that they babied? Uh, I was definitely the one they picked on. Yeah, now, you know, sometimes the youngest, they always give the impression that the youngest is the spoiled one. But I think my mom at that point, you know, she she probably was tired. So. <laughs> I guess so. She had all of like, them at 11 before you. And it's like, yeah, here's one more. Y'all, y'all handle energy. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the energy. But the thing is, I, you know, I was a pretty good kid. My sister that's next to me, uh, they call them her the knee baby. You know, when you know, I'm the youngest, they call, you know, they call the youngest the baby and then mm-hmm. the knee baby. Mm-hmm. We actually, we actually didn't give my mom that much. And she, and before she died, she would have told you that too. We, we, we gave her the least amount of problems. And I, I guess the way we looked at it was, we saw so much happening, things that my sisters and brothers put her through. We just couldn't. So we just, we were pretty much her breath of fresh air, you know. Oh well, that that's a blessing. It's like these babies didn't didn't give mommy no additional trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> now, were you all listening to a lot of music while you were growing up in that household with 12 kids and two parents? We made music. My mom was a singer. They used to call her the Mahalia of the South. She used to uh, travel a lot with um, pastors. She had pastor friends. She used to work uh, NC and the NAACP uh, with some of her friends, and they, they used to have meetings and church services and rallies, and they always pulled her to sing. But when I was little, my mom, used to do a lot of singing around the house that was my first i was introduced to worship at home through my mother and watching her sing around the house as she was doing chores or you know just preparing dinner for for the other kids from when they got home from school and i just just hear her sing watch her make her bed and get on her knees and have worship in the mornings as a little little youngster and that that was my first introduction to it and then she started to have like a little a midweek service in the house. I mean, you know, you basically have a little congregation there. With, with 12 kids? Yeah, I guess so. Already <laughs> built-in audience, okay. Built-in, so she would have, you know, we would have, uh, you know, we, she, we we would have praise and worship and just sing. And, and so it, it evolved into when we would have, when we start to get older, when we have uh, holidays where family come together, we would just get together and just sing, sing different songs. And, what kind of music would you um, sing? What, what were y'all singing then? And uh, we, we, who were you listening to? What were you singing? Oh, it was always gospel, choir music. Uh, at the time of choir, a lot of choirs back then, choir music. Hmm. What if it was uh, Andre Crouch or, or you know, uh, just... L.A. Mad, so it just it was just choir music. Choir music. Uh-huh. Well, what was your favorite? You you had to have had a favorite one of those. When I was young, I was into quartet when I was real young. Yeah, I, I you can know. imagine that down in Mississippi and Memphis. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yeah, Julie Hummerbirds <laughs> and, mm. and uh, the gospel keynotes. I, I was I was a quartet guy when I was little. When I got older, my music started to evolve, and I started to listen to different other groups and. Just took a liking to Pastor Marvin Winings and Fred Avenue Commission and those kind of guys, and 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 it just 
kept evolving, you know. Oh, okay. So you kept evolving. Did you get any, what about your education? Did you get any musical training uh, in terms of uh, getting that additional education in school for music? Well, when I was in high school, I, I got a little experience in the show choir, which was kind of introduced me to a different style of music. By that time, we had moved to Memphis. And so we have been bused to a, a, a school outside of my community. And that school was predominantly white. So I actually joined the show choir and got a chance to travel to D.C. and, you know, perform with them. And it, and it gave me a different experience. But after that, I, I really didn't have any training in music other than just what I got at home. Didn't know I had a gift to write, to write music until after it's like I went dormant with it. Uh, after dealing with a lot of different things, lost to my mother and loved ones and and just after going through college and it just went dormant for a while and then it's like i had a refound uh, faith you know and discovering that you know there was a gift god had given me after going through a divorce after i got old and got out of college mm-hmm. a lot of pain god just renewed that and then i just started to write and when i say he started pouring into me he has not stopped so i i just started writing and and the thing about it is somehow it's just i just always knew that was there you know there was this is this was you knew that this was your calling this is what you're going to be doing right i i just i don't know i just i just like somehow sometimes it just it took a while because people process things differently and you know when i lost my my mother in 97 1997 and i was i was a young man trying to find my way uh through college and you know trying to figure out what am i going to do with my life you know and then i started to experience a lot of different things like i said like i just said uh, you know i ended up getting married too soon and i ended up getting a divorce and it was it was just a lot of things you were dealing with uh Mm -hmm. and so for me you go back to your roots and your roots is you know i was born and well, my mom took me to church and she introduced me to God when I was young. And so you go back to your roots and that newfound faith in God, then the closer you become to God, it, it seems to me, the more that you, you start to walk and figure out your purpose and walk in your purpose. And that gift started to surface. And when it started to surface, it was like overflowing. I, I, I couldn't help but to just start to walk in it. So I, I tell people all the time, I had never learned how to play. I just hear music in my head. Okay. And God has blessed me with a newfound friend, my, my music producer, Chris. We connect on such a high level. I mean, it's like he understands exactly what I'm trying to do. So when we sit down and we, we hammer out the music, when I, I give him the songs and the lyrics and the melody, it's just like he falls right in line with adding the musical instruments to what I am doing. That's how you make you've been making your your music, huh? So, but yes. as as a gospel artist, what's been most challenging about being in gospel? Oh, mercy, 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 me. <laughs> um, getting notoriety, you know. It's, it seems like everyone I meet and 
everyone I meet and everyone I have met, they had some kind of connection in the gospel industry. Um, whether they their dad was a pastor or they were their mom was in the industry, their father was an uncle or their family, they had some ties. And, you know, it's like someone spoke for them. Um, for for me, it's different. I didn't have any of that, any ties. Um, and so it's it's been hard because sometimes you you're the <laughs> the one on the back pew that no one's paying attention to hmm. but um it's real interesting how it has all worked because god gave me this idea of um naming the company turtle nation and that's what the tnf stand for turtle nation family turtle you said turtle nation what what's up with the turtle yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a country boy. You know, I'm a country boy. So, you know, I don't know if you ever drove on a country road and you saw a turtle. You were going to work. <laughs> and, uh, or you just go into the store and then you come back maybe a couple hours later and you're like, hey, that turtle made it all the way here. <laughs> you know, and you're like, wow, that turtle's still there. And, it, and, and that's the thing about the turtle. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I, I gave this motivational speech one time to a high school and I was explaining to them how they should never give up on themselves. And I gave them the scenario about the turtle and the rabbit story. We all know that, how that turned out. Turtle, everyone knows the rabbit is faster than the turtle, but it was about the mentality of the turtle. The turtle knew he wasn't faster than the rabbit, but the rabbit got cocky and mm. I'm gonna take a nap, but the turtle never stopped. And the turtle ended up beating the rabbit in, in this race. And, you know, and I'll just use that scenario to let them know that it's not about the speed, but it's about the mentality. You never give up on yourself. You never give up on your dreams and on your goals. And and that's script know, and that's scripturally based, right? The race yes, is not yes, given to the swift. Given, that's right. But exactly. to he that endureth until the end. That's correct. And mm-hmm. that's <laughs> so I tell people all the time, we embody the turtle. That's why we call ourselves Turtle Nation because we never give up. Now it, it's taken me a while to get to this point. Because you were teaching, teaching full time. Full time, and my wife and I trying to fund our music ministry and so it was more of a slow pace. well who is turtle nation how many members do you have in your group <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are family members um my wife my son i'm training my little girl she's also going to be featured on this album i have three children uh, they're 16 12 9 all three of them are featured on my album. My not my twelve year old shying away from singing, but he wants to be behind the scenes. So he has self talk. And I mean, when I say self talk, we have not we've been looking in programs for him, but he has gotten to the computer and taught himself on how to produce tracks to the point he has he has made a great impression on my music producer and he, my music producer. <laughs> He subcontracts with the major guys, uh, Sony and all of them. And he created a track um, for the album. He actually is doing the, uh, my, my 12 year old son did the first track on the album, which is a interlude intro track. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he produced it all on himself and he did it when he was 11 years old. So that's, that's amazing. <laughs> and so my my 16 year old he sings with us my little girl i had her do a cameo appearance at one of the songs on the project and this is my wife my sister and uh, i have two other friends uh, that sings with me that that's just like family and so and so that's that's, that's turtle nation that's turtle nation
And thank you, Dennis Turner of Dennis Turner and Turtle Nation for joining us today. And we will continue this conversation on the next episode of the Linwood's Gospel Entertainment Podcast. Make sure that you stay tuned for that and make sure also that you subscribe. You can do that right now and hit that subscribe button so that you never, ever miss an episode of this uplifting, encouraging and inspiring show. Now, if you want to reach me, Lynn Woods, you want to connect with me, Lynn Woods, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Lynn Woods, L-I-N-W-O-O-D-S, or Instagram at Lynn Woods 96, or Facebook or LinkedIn at just Lynn, L-I-N, last name Woods, W-O-O-D-S. This has been the Lynn Woods Gospel Entertainment Podcast where we talk to inspire and Dennis Turner and Turtle Nation are going to take us on home with just a little bit of their song Why We Sing. God bless. About the glamour and the fame But we have chosen to abstain We're not about the money and the chain Oh no, cause earthly wealth don't mean a thing They want their names on the charts But that's not who we are But the reason why I sing Is to bless my Jesus name